Hey everyone, it's Tim here with the Knights and Nerds podcast. You know, the regular host of the podcast that has always been the host. That's me. I just wanted to say a quick word about the hosting service that we use. Uh, This podcast is brought to you by Podbean. Podbean's the easiest way to create your own podcast. We use the podcast to host Knights and Nerds. Download the free Podbean podcast app to start, record, and publish your very own podcast in minutes. Podbean provides everything that you need to run your podcast, and you can record and publish episodes directly from the app on your phone. Download the free Podbean app today. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N. Head on over to Podbean at www.podbean.com and use the code PODCAST21 for your first 30 days of podcast hosting for free. Check it out. Greetings, peasants. Welcome back to the Knights and Nerds podcast. My name is Tim. I'm the host and the Dungeon Master, and I want to say thanks very much for listening to this. I just wanted to say a few quick words, I promise I'll keep this very brief, about our release schedule. So um, this is episode 19 of the God's Eye campaign, and as I mentioned in the preamble to one of the previous episodes... It's fun. Like, honestly, I had a great time editing and listening back to it. Uh, Not a ton happens, so that's why we're releasing two episodes this week. Because it's special. We're celebrating the fact that January is over. Good riddance. And now we're into fabulous February. So, uh, episode 19 and 20 this week. And then there will be a new Faerun 4 episode coming out closer to the end of the month. And... Before then, so, you know, in between, uh, I'm going to do a behind the screen episode, but kind of a different one. It's more, it's going to be more of a retrospective and I've kind of wanted to do it for a while. Uh, What I'm going to do is go back and talk about some of the previous encounters uh, from the God's Eye campaign and maybe also from the first campaign. Um, I just wanted to like look at encounters that I've done what's worked well and what hasn't, and maybe talk about uh, what I could have done better. Um, So kind of an analysis in that way. Uh, You know, and and maybe by doing that, I don't know if you'll find it interesting, but it might help me to finally, you know, learn how to do this better. So that is what we have in store for you this month. Uh, And the little bit I said at the beginning about um, having Podbean host uh, our podcast, uh, I actually am not super tech savvy. So I will will fully admit that like when I was first starting this whole podcast endeavor, I had really no idea what to do. And I, I, you know, did a few cursory internet searches. Podbean came up. It was like, it was really easy to figure out how to do. And I thought it was like super daunting, the whole process at the beginning. Uh, it turned out to be not so bad, you know? I'm not getting paid to say any of this, by the way, but, like, their support is legitimately great, and uh, whenever I've had to contact them, they get back to me super fast, so they're they're pretty awesome. Also, if you are thinking about starting your own podcast with your own D&D group, but are, like, not quite sure of what the heck to do, like, the equipment that you might need, like, what's the best, what's the most cost-effective, 
I'm more than happy to share like my list of of various trial and error stuff that we did when we were starting and like what we ended up with that was the the best, which was the equipment that we got with our Kickstarter that we can no longer use. I do sound a little bit better there. I'm sorry. But anyways, if you've been thinking about starting a, a D&D podcast and are stumped as to where to start, um, shoot me a message. I'd be happy to like run down at least our experience with like the various types of microphones and equipment that we used. So yeah, anyways, that's enough for me. Let's get back into this God's Eye campaign. So let's rejoin. What are the characters' names? Uh, Gutterbird, Chai Spice, and Thaddeus Ulysses Gamble. So last time that we recorded, I should say probably like six weeks ago, I think. So you were still in the Temple of the Arcane Acolytes and you had engaged the help of a cleric who is helping you with some form of divination by way of visions. Now, uh, everybody sort of got a, everybody had a go at it. Everybody got a little bit of a something something in terms of some hints. And you were also discussing crafting with uh, Berevin, who was going to potentially help you craft something. I don't know where you've landed on that, but let's start off with uh, what you recall from your visions, and then we'll see what you want to do. Uh, Kevin, why don't you go first? If you Did you jot down? I have things jotted down, so if you didn't jot down anything, then no worries. I didn't jot, but I do recall us talking about um, imbuing a blade with lightning. Is that is that something we discussed? It is something you discussed. Yeah, that was more the, the crafting side of it. You were... You were seeing, um, you're talking about, yeah, maybe adding some of the, the lightning web to uh, Thaddeus's sword. But in terms of your visions, uh, you saw a face that was blue with cold. Uh, it, was a, it was a battle-worn face, stern and imposing. And then you also saw, I believe you also saw the one of the gray Eladrin, uh, and they were, I think, kneeling in front of perhaps multiple pieces of God's eye. You weren't quite sure, uh, but there was a sound as if two large pieces of granites were like slowly sliding across each other. So it was like a low a low rumbling sound. Uh, Sarah, do you recall what, what it was that you saw? Oh yeah, sorry, and then Kevin, uh, I think your, your visions were interrupted by uh, fire shooting out of your eyes and mouth. Yes, that I that I recall. <laughs> you don't forget things it, like that. Was it? Weren't you also screaming in in Infernal or something like that? Or wasn't someone screaming in Infernal? I think you're just thinking about your uh, Friday night, Sarah. That's true, probably. Boil flame. The gutter bird of fire. Yeah, the gutter chicken. Yeah, Sarah. What do you uh, what do you I'm recall? Sorry. I I recall rolling not great, so I don't know if that affected my my vision, but um, I could feel that the that raft channeling and like doing this moment was working. But I remember that I, that I had some sensation where I, I looked over my shoulder and I looked back at the pedestal, and it was just a giant glowing eye, similar to what I had seen before. Um, 
and I get shot backwards off the pedestal, and all of a sudden, I have become a winter Aladrin. So I believe I got a very short glimpse compared to everybody else. Um, but that is what my vision was. Yes, you were shunted out of out of your... I don't know which form you were in, if you were in spring or summer, or if you were autumn. I think I was in autumn. Oh, well... It was a while ago, but either way, it doesn't matter now. <laughs> All right. And Matt, what, do you, what, did, what did Thaddeus see again? Thaddeus uh, recalls seeing a, it's, a, I believe it was like a large cavernous kind of room similar to the one we're in, except like a million times bigger, but with like a whole bunch of holes in it that almost look like it's the center of a, a network for a hive or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the mountains. Oh yes. Yes. And then, uh, yeah. Cause I was like, I flew up out of it over the mountains or I flew from the mountains down into it. It was one or the other. There was snow upon the mountains. Yeah. So you did see, you did see a cave and you did see a mountain, uh, range or a peak, and I think we concluded that you recognize it as the same drawing as what's in your jur- what's in the journal you took off of those pilgrims that you guys killed, uh, and those that's the mountain range that's just outside of the city. Um, now I should say, whether or not you connect those two things as the same place is up to you. Um, is not totally uh my intention to connect those two things so i'll leave that up to you and i am proficient in history would you like me to roll to see if thaddeus connects i thought we did confirm that it was i thought you did roll and you did figure out you recognize these mountains oh it's yeah he he recognized the mountains but whether or not the interior scene is the interior of that place Ah, yeah exactly got it sorry yeah so you were um now, how how your three visions connect uh, is, you know, a matter for debate. And I think there was some talk about finding a guide to take you up. Now, I should also mention, since it's been a while since we played, uh, there was, uh, like, there's still this sort of red haze that is, like, kind of just sitting over this area. So there's there's this possibility and i shouldn't say possibility this impending starfall event uh is giving off this this red glow over everything so it's gonna happen you you would think that it's gonna happen sooner rather than later but exactly when is tough to say so are we just we're still in that room or are we all just like hanging out now and can chat oh yeah you can chat Well, that was weird. <laughs> um, I'm assuming we all share what we saw and all communal there. I can't remember if we went over anything in the at the very end of last episode. Anyway, um, so we I relay what I saw, and I assume you guys do the same. Yeah. Um, I think. No, I was gonna say like what instantly kind of comes across in my mind is that all of us have these snowy mountainy visuals right so i think like i'm a winter aladrin now you had the vision um, thaddeus had the vision of like inside a cave but also like snowy mountain peaks and you had this old man with icicles on his face i believe 
I don't know if they're entirely related, but it does give me a slight suggestion that maybe we do need to venture into the mountains here and go towards that location that we had seen in the Venn diagram. I don't know whether that's where this red sky is going to fall. Like, I don't know if it's already fallen, as we know the time has done weird things and no one's been able to confirm what's happened. So we don't know if the Venn diagram one is the one that's about to fall or if that one has already fallen and this is another one. But I am sort of of the inclination that we should probably head towards that location. And I'm assuming we'll need a guide, though there's still something weird going on in this town. The Mountaineer. The Gnomish Mountaineer. Farnsworth Pennybottom? Mm. Whatever his name was. I have it down somewhere. Hang on, I know this. Boondiggles. Alvin Boondiggles. Thank you. Yep, I had it. There we go. I don't know, but he's he's, he's actually yeah. to be. Let's be real. Diggles is twin brother. To be fair, it might be a reference to something that my subconscious is deep, deeply embedded in me. But in my, to my knowledge, that's just some shit I made up right now. So I would say maybe we venture there. But I think we were also debating: do we leave the god's eye to be created into an object here? Because it means leaving your sword, if you wanted your sword. Well, that was the question I was going to ask, was how long does it take to do the thing? We were looking at... The- okay, I had a... This is not necessarily podcast. We You had an idea for the sword, independent of us talking about it on the podcast. I don't think so. You talked about three things you wanted to do to your sword? I talked about the None stages. of them are, are audience-appropriate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, all the same thing. <laughs> yes. So Fun yeah, no, the, the things that I had thought about getting done to the sword were it was like a two-stage imbuing level up to my magical weapon. First, we're going to take out okay. this wall and we're going to open up this entire main floor. That's the first <laughs> yeah. thing we're going to do with the sword. Really opens up the space. Yeah. Um, one of the things we had talked about was doing. Like using the lightning web and the god's eye to make it a magical weapon that either did lightning damage. I had also asked him, and we had talked about it, but we hadn't followed up on it, about the idea of it doing, like, I throw the sword and then use that lightning teleport power that the spiders had along the web. Mm-hmm. That was that was one of the things I wanted to do to it. And the second one, we haven't talked about yet because we haven't gotten far enough in the campaign for me to talk to Tim Okay, about. that's fine. <laughs> Um, but I have drawings that I think are legit <laughs> on my character sheet of what I think. I the love that he's got like, like little doodles, like a little excited child. First um, of all, yeah, uh, I'm not. That wasn't belittling. I genuinely loved it. Uh, you said little child. That is nothing but belittling. Well, quite, quite literally littling, but in, yes. not in a character littling way. Littling, anyway. not belittling. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Um, but that's okay. So. That's obviously what Thaddeus would want to do. Yep. I know I had talked about possibly wanting a device that would destroy God's Eye. Um, but, Gutterbird, did you have any any desires for this? Um, I, I think I... we're all in agreement to get something made, right? Like, I think we're at that point where, like, while I, while I don't know if I trust this guy forever, I think that we can't turn down this help right now. Yeah, I think if I recall correctly, I, I feel like we we decided that it would be Thaddeus who gets the the sort of magical one up. 
I, I think it was just because of the fact that I did nothing to those guys from The Quiet. Yeah, because I think the, the priority was is that, like, doing magical, magical damage, yeah. right? Like, having your weapon become a magical item was the priority, because the, that Eldritch Blash put in some heart, and then... When my slapping him around did not. My, my spells will, obviously, but in my wild shape it doesn't, but very shortly it will. Well, I say shortly. Optimistically, shortly <laughs> it will. <laughs> yeah. So, I think that, yes, I think doing something to the sword, but I think it matters how much time... And it also makes sense... Okay, so based on the requirements that he told us... The tools, yeah, we've got god eye, that's fine. Object to bear the magic and a, some kind of material that will god the god, guide the god's eye into what's to become. So I think that's where we're going to run into problems. But I think the lightning yeah. makes sense because we've got that, right? So like, I think for other things that we've come up with, it would be tricky and possibly like one of those like almost... The DM interprets the final result, and we'd get boned. But I feel like the lightning is a very, <laughs> a very focused concept. Stage two will also be very focused. <laughs> oh goody! So yes, I think I think I think we go and we present this to what is his name? Uh, Baravin. Yeah. Yeah. Look at me taking notes. Look at that. That's the power I of note taking. So I think we possibly go talk to Baravin now with the items and see how long things will take. Cool. Uh, now, just to just to be clear for me, uh, you had I think there were two two avenues that you were looking at. There's the there's the you know combine it with the lightning web and give it some kind of lightning power, and then there was also suggested, and this is not me trying to sway you, just. Uh, Something that was said was just to have it magically imbued so that it is magical with not necessarily a bonus that goes along with it, aside from overcoming magical resistance. Because, yeah, like putting the lightning on it wouldn't necessarily make it deal magical damage. Like it might be one charge of magical things, but the sword itself would not become magic, correct? Um, Or possibly. Okay, so let's... Let's loop this conversation into, um, like, your, your talk. Baravin. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we walked to Baravin. <laughs> the, the big option here, the combining it with this lightning web, you know, uh, it, it depends on, like, his skill with the actual uh, process. So that can fluctuate, and there can be some unknown results so he can't perfectly predict how it will function uh, but like if he uses a basically like a full on piece you know the the sword would become permanently magical for the purpose of over, overcoming resistance and then would have some kind of lightning effect and then likely also a bonus to, to hit and damage so that Approach is would take like almost, almost three weeks. What? Uh, well, <laughs> damn. Uh, Baravin, my friend, do you happen to have anywhere around here that just could 
sell me a great sword? <laughs> you just need a loaner? <laughs> uh, if it's going to take three weeks to craft this thing, yeah. Gonna need, gonna need a hearty loaner. You got me. <laughs> That's a heartfelt loaner, but I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's plenty of forges around where, um, or shops, I should say, where you can purchase a a new blade. Right. How much does a great sword run? That's a good question. I'm gonna check. Yeah, let's look at the value on that. Fifty gold, according to the PHB. Okay, well, we got that. Yeah, well, it kind of dovetails nicely into um, if that's what you want to do. Then we can go right into another kind of kind of fun, a little frivolous thing that I wanted to to pitch your way, <laughs> would be to gear up for your expedition, because Ooh, it's shopping. It's gonna be cold as hoth up there. I I have a question. What's that? If I'm a winter Eladrin, am I immune to cold? Does it say that you are in your? I it doesn't say anything, but like my in my fire state, I am like. In my summer state, I am, like, kind of made of fire. I don't know. I will Google that. It doesn't say in the book, but I wonder if that would be an interesting thing that people have talked about. Anyway, I will Google. Hmm. I would just think it would be fun to to find out, like, yeah. what it is that you guys look like. Is somebody going to just do, like, the George Costanza and just have, like, the fur hat and then nothing else? Well, well, <laughs> um... This this begs more questions then. If we're gearing up, are we just paying for it, or are we are we gonna help take some time to make things? I mean, like the god's eye is going to fall, so we've got to go quick. Yeah, we don't have a ton of time. Tim, while Thaddeus is perusing the uh, the forges, he's gonna take a look at not just the great swords. Okay. There's a great axe and a two-handed maul that also kind of pique his interest. Hmm. All right. Goes up to the shopkeep and he's kind of just. We've ju- we've we've done a, a mon a shopping mon montage trip. I mean, we're just in the shop now. No, uh... Thaddeus has I just, just wandered off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's just pieced out. Thaddeus has done like the middle-aged man thing. He's just wandered off without telling anyone, just yeah. assuming that yeah. you will follow him. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, yes, he's Caucasian. Yes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, well, I, I thought we were already in the shopping district. My apologies. I think we're st- we were still underground, but like, I mean, like we can have a delightful montage to go shopping. I thought the underground temple had its own shopping district. Is it by the Schwent Schwarma? Well, that's definitely the food court. Mmm, he makes a good point. I mean, it's not a whole. This is not a whole hub of commerce. This is this is supposed <laughs> to be a secret place. I mean, it takes so much yeah. goddamn effort to get the shawarma and, and, and to like cook it without the the odors giving away the whole thing. You know what I mean? That's true. You mean there's not a gnome depot here? <laughs> God. Tim? <laughs> I thought my silence was answer enough. No. <laughs> I, yeah. I was like, no, it was more of a buddy. You, you okay there, friend? <laughs> you good? You good? No, I'm only going to create one chain per game. 
Oh, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> and I committed to sweating shawarma. <laughs> you, you did really commit. Oh, thank God. I thought you meant like one per episode. I was like, oh my God. No, 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 no. It's, communi- it's like communal storytelling. Somebody else has to commit, <laughs> like create other chain restaurants mm. and or shops. Yeah. So we've got to go back into town to do the... Well, you're not really... At, you're below town. I mean, yeah, you kind of have to... You don't really know what things on the surface are like. I think you've been under underground basically for, a, you know, at least a long rest at this point. So it's, I think it's, you know, a full day has passed uh, since since you escaped from the quiet. Like things may have calmed down or they may have gotten worse. You don't really know. Uh, but yeah, you'll have to just hop up onto the surface. And I mean, you were going to have to do that anyways to, to find a guide. Well then, uh... Thaddeus will save his questions. Do so. Do you want to leave the sword though, like before we exit? Yeah. Leave the I, leave the sword. I feel like it's gonna be super rad. Okay, so we'll leave the sword, the lightning flask, and the god's eye, and I'm a I'm gonna give him one of the like. I'll put two fingers up to my eyes, point it at him, point it back at me. Like I'm watching you, buddy. Like this is our precious stuff. Like I'm, we're putting our faith in you here. He says it's faith well placed, probably. I think I'll have something <laughs> something interesting for you when, when you return. So helpful. I was very confident until the probably got added. Yeah, the, the, that little... Pr- you might want to work in your delivery, uh, but uh, we'll go with that. Thaddeus <laughs> leaves the room and comes back in. I have returned. <laughs> Berevin blinks very slowly. He says, are you going to... I don't... You know what? I'm going to get to work right away. And he puts on some goggles, and he fires up his uh, chair. chair. He fires up his chair, and he sits. So if you look at a winter Eladrin as a monster, it does have cold resistance. But it doesn't mention it in the playable. Isn't the monster like CR 10 or something? CR 10. Mm. Yeah, so Mm. maybe in five levels you get to have... I was just might be might be a fun thing to throw in as we level up. Just saying, but no. Currently, I don't. It doesn't say, so we'll go with no. Though that seems a little weird because I'm made of snow, but we'll go with it. I mean, it would be kind of op just to like be able to switch back and forth from like cold and fire resistance, kind of willy nilly. But that's what I want. <laughs> no, I know. I get it. Okay. All right. So let's get a little bit fabulous and talk about. Um, let's, well, I want to. I want to know, like, as you're sort of exiting the arcane acolytes, and you you get sort of, you know, taken to the most discreet exit, and you can find your way back to the city with without like drawing too much attention to yourselves as you, you know, exit the underground. Um, Preparing for, uh, preparing for a, a difficult journey in a harsh, cold environment. Uh, this isn't so much as like finding gear that gives you material bonuses. I just want to kind of know like what you look like. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think this will be fun. Oh, okay. Like so a, des- a description of how we've kitted ourselves we've, out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 And if and mm. if you do want to buy any other stuff, that's like. Over and above, like what your what's in your normal adventuring pack, like extra rope. Um, I'm assuming that everybody has like the basic stuff, like to, ha- to like 
make a camp and a fire and things like that. But if you wanted to buy extra stuff, then we can do that. But I'm just kind of more interested in like what the winter like mountain mountaineering version of the toys of you will look like. So you know how like they've got um, like when you see a picture of somebody in their armor and stuff, it just looks like their armor. Mm-hmm. But underneath it, usually there's like like a, a quilted jerkin or something like that to kind of protect their skin from the metal itself. What Thaddeus is going to get, essentially, is he's got these, like, it's more furs underneath instead of just the jerkin. Mm-hmm. So he's insulated from the cold of the metal. And the metal's kind of doing the breaking of the wind. So he's got these, like, on some of the uh, spots in the mail and the, um, like, on a greaves and all those sorts of things, you can see kind of like a wolf pelt sticking out and through, and there's little bits of fur that come up in a, outside of all of the, not gaps, but, like, the hinge points of the armor and, like, the end points of it to kind of make it look like he's got that whole, um, it's kind of like a, a hoodie under a jacket kind of vibe. But with wolf fur and Ooh. armor. Uh, and he has a set of earmuffs. <laughs> but they're badass looking earmuffs. Okay, okay, sure. They look like wolf ears, right? <gasps> no, they so are funny. wolf ears. <laughs> they are just wolf ears glued to your head. I'm gonna, I'm gonna veto that one. I like it, but they're... Because what I pictured was I pictured, like, earmuffs with, like, the hard band, kind of like how my headphones sit, mm-hmm. but with the ears up here. <laughs> yeah, no, I went outside. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why I was like, no, he's More not like one werewolf. of those furries that has, like, <laughs> the little headset ears on the top of his head. Um, well, in that case, sure. We'll go with it being wolf ears. <laughs> or yes. mo- maybe more, like, polar berry kind of, like, little tuft ears. Because they're cuter and softer looking. If polar berry isn't an ice cream flavor, I'm going to fucking kill somebody. <gasps> yeah, oh, it's like that a mint is... raspberry. What? It should be like a mint raspberry kind of flavor. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like, it needs to be like a mint white chocolate raspberry. Ben and Jerry's, where are you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Ben and Jerry's, we're down for sponsorships. Somebody, we're great content creators for you. Fucking call Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> I mean, they're pretty dope as a company. I've so been, like, I've I'd been be to Ben and Jerry's. <gasps> I hear it's the promised land. What's, what kind of house they got? Yeah. Two car garage, four. At least three, actually. Only even numbers. There's two of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not Ben two, or Jerry. Two car garage, and then they have a motorcycle with a sidecar. <laughs> Done. Right. Okay. All right. Thaddeus. Okay, the Winter Wolf. Very nice. Um, Kevin, what about Ooh. what about you? You're very visually, uh, you know, adept. Distinct. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I would say um, maybe I have a a winter, maybe a winterized cloak, which might just be a second cloak on top of my first. But I do think it would be uh, like typically I'll have, you know, a series of not scarves, but sort of um, and also not ascots, but kind of more like, you know, um, 
uh, I don't know. I don't know how to describe them. Kind of like you know, just wraps around my neck and face and things like that. So I think what I would do is maybe swap those to the outside, the outer layer, and wrap them around so it keeps my uh, it keeps my cloak tight to my face. Um, and then I think um, I I wonder if I have any. You know, I'm a shadow shadowy figure and I'm sneaky. And I wonder if maybe you know I'd have a sensitivity to these blinding. Uh, you know, maybe snow blindness. So I think I might want to have something to to shield my eyes a little bit. So I think you know, I, against both the whiteness of the snow and also wind burn. So I think you know, underneath I I would be just wrapped in all of my um, in all of my parchments and sigils and, and whatnot. So um, and I think just like clutching it closed, kind of like you know, an old lady just shuffling around. Um, because I, I don't really have a lot of, you know, a ton of stuff and I'm not really, you know, I was never really planning on this, <laughs> being a part of this, this, uh, ridiculous ordeal. So I think, yeah, just making do with what I have and kind of shuffling those things around. And, uh, but I would like to, uh, maybe have some, some crampons and I'm not sure where those came from, but I, but I have them and they're on, um, yeah, yeah they're crampons, not cramp-offs. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't want to be slip-sliding. Slip-sliding away. I'm not Paul Simon, so I think just doing a little, uh, you know, just a little extra crampon. A little crampon action. Okay, hang on. There's a there's a climber's kit. Um, yeah, I was going to say, like, a, like an ice axe kind of thing would probably be, we'll pick up, like, a couple of those, I would imagine. Those would be helpful. Climber's kit includes special pitons. Boot tips, gloves, and a harness. You can use the climber's kit as an action to anchor yourself. When you do, you can't fall more than 25 feet from the point where you anchored yourself, and you can't climb more than 25 feet away from that point without undoing the anchor. Well, that's thorough. I think I think we I think we pick up some climber's kits. Climbers. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. Okay, they are 25 gold a piece. Ooh. Well, we do. Well, you have a you have a good amount, don't you? We're doing all right. We're not bad. I'm just I'm just I like to be frugal. All right. Fair enough. Uh, okay. She is fifty percent dragon at heart. Yeah. Right. And uh, Kevin, any particular your... color scheme with your with your double cloak and maybe I envision like the aviator goggles, like tinted aviator goggles for your to to help against the snow blindness. But like, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I was thinking more of like those cool whalebone ones with the small, you know, the small slit in them. Ooh. But uh, maybe a combo, maybe somewhere somewhere in between. I'm not sure. I understand. I'm I'm not sure. I'm envisioning that. There. Uh, so it's an Inuit uh, like snow goggles. That I'm not using the correct terms, but it is basically like an indigenous uh, made. Out of the hull oh, of a femur, yeah, yeah. Um, and they hollow it out so the curved side faces your eyes, and there's just a narrow slit in it, but just enough so that you can see, but not enough so that the angle of the sun would actually hit your eyes. So it's an indigenous Whoa, tool okay. that allows you to see, but lenses didn't, obviously they didn't have access to lenses, but so you can see out, but the angle of the sun, because it's such a narrow slit, won't affect or damage your eyes. That's genius. Thank you, yeah, archaeologist. So no problem. So, like, they're colloquially called, like, snow goggles, um, but they, like, I forget what the technical name is for them in their culture, but I, but that is what they are. They're super cool, and technically, like, they're the first sunglasses, basically. That is fascinating. Okay, cool. Um, and sorry, about the, uh, if you have a particular color scheme with your, with your cloaks? 
Um, yeah, I think I'd want to put the one that's most um, kind of neutral on top. So if I were to have, you know, um, a darker one, I'd wear that on the, the inner layer. Um, and then the outer layer would be something that's more... Um, uh, would, would potentially blend in a little more. Like I wouldn't have a white cloak, but I might have something a little more tan or like a canvas burlap sort right. of situation. Like and that a, way I could... Like a gray-ish? L- let's say. Let's say it used to be white. All right, fair and enough. Now, now it's uh, dirt. So I can, you know, I think um, the color scheme, the, the thought of the color scheme is, you know, should we be in the mountains, I, we might be able to, to hide among snowy rocks or, you know, and I just look like another boulder. Mountain camo. That's uh, actually something that I just thought of for Thaddeus as well. What he's going to do is on the armor and on all of the blades that he has... He's going to rub a little bit of grease so that it's not shiny. Oh, yeah. Like, he's not going to polish it with grease. He's just going to put a little bit of grease on it to kind of give it more of a matte kind of... It doesn't shine, but it still is steel. Um, And for the record, spending 32 gold on a great axe and four javelins. Oh, you went with the axe? Yeah, it's 20 gold cheaper. More puns that way? Um, no. I'm sure there will be. Do not believe There's not more. There's, there is going to be an equal number. It's unlimited, it was, no matter what. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, the limit does not exist. <laughs> yeah. If we got attacked by a bear, you best believe if I had a maul, I'd be like, it's my turn to maul you. Like, come on. <laughs> Let me maul this over. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I don't think that first one was a mauled wine. <laughs> In fact, if anything, I'm doing you a favor. <laughs> All right. Let's knock a week off of that crafting time. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. So, uh, yeah, so great axe. And I now have four javelins because I ran out. Cool. Hmm. Uh, Sarah, how about you? Uh, well, I think it makes sense for me to just, like, stay in my winter Aladdin form. So I will continue to do that. Because it also puts me in this, like, like, I probably look very similar to that kind of gray icicle-covered man that Kev saw. Their gutterbirds are sorry. I'm not like, I'm literally covered in like snow and ice. Like my skin's kind of blue now. Like it's I, I'm I am winter camo, um, but I think I do want to kind of kit myself out into almost like like in the the movie visual that went, came into my brain was like a mix between like Elaine Venice with the one hat that is like ten thousand dollars and um a, like Doctor Zhivago like just like draped in furs. <laughs> So I think I'm going to get, like, an elaborate fur hat of some kind um, and a, like, a, a kind of, like, I mean, part of my, in essence, I guess, body now because it changes is, is a cape that is made of snow and, like, ice. But um, I will put a fur cape cloak situation over that. Um, I was just trying to think of something, like, weird and wonderful to get to make that fur, but I don't know if that would have been like readily available. So I probably would have gone like a similar, like some kind of like general high that wouldn't be a miss or like too stand outy in mountainous terrain. I mean, if you did want to go like a little bit kind of weird and wonderful, like you could say like, uh, some kind of cloak or coat of like owl bear I mean, that's, I'd be down. that's kind of like a, isn't it, isn't it in the monster manual kind of like a bluish, like, it's like a bluey purple. Yeah. And like yeah, let me... a fur, furry, feathery type of deal. 
Oh, it'd be warm as F. Yeah, I'd do that. Let me just pull it up. Yeah, oh yeah. I would definitely do owlbear if it was available. 100%. Sure, okay. Yeah, the kind of almost like feathery fur texture I think would be really cool. Yeah, down. I have an owlbear cloak. That beak, though. Right? That's actually the hood. (laughs) Oh, the beak rests on your head? Yeah, the beak is part of, like, the beak and, like, the ears are almost, like, part of the hood now. I'm thinking that would be pretty dope for Hunt Showdown as a hunter. A onesie? Yeah. Yeah. Man, so good. I actually had a dream. I had a dream that we were playing. (laughs) You miss it so. And and I lost. (laughs) Still in my dreams. In your own dream, you lost. Tim, Tim, I played, like, four games today. I died in, like, all of them. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> it was so the, nat- the nature of the game <laughs> yep is unforgiving okay you go in you die <laughs> alright so you got your climbing gear you got your winter clothing to stay warm uh, what's next do we want any like I know you got your weapons do we yeah. want any like objects like Kev do you want any other weapons like you've got your plus one dagger we still have this water skin of web. You have a healing kit. Do, do you have- need more crossbow bolts? I just kind of, I just kind of assume that, like, whenever you're we're, in civilization, we're you're, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't want anybody to have to keep track of like food rations, really, or small ammunition like uh, arrows or bolts. What else was there? I, there was also the Elden's dagger. Yes, I still, which we haven't. The poisony one. The poisony one, which I don't know if we've deeply investigated. Oh, no, we asked. You did. Didn't we ask about it? Yeah. I just, it's, uh, I sent uh, an image. It has the uh, properties yes. of a venom blade. Right, yes. Uh, so I think we're just holding on to that for now. What other objects might we want? What do you think is useful for. Uh, I mean, there's hunting traps. Because I'm have... assuming. Oh, go ahead. I was I was just gonna say I'm assuming, like, obviously given like the town's general despise for magicy things, that there isn't like a place we could go for potions other than like where we just were. <laughs> right. Yeah. That would be. Yeah. I mean, you could you could ask them if there's any healing potions. I I think Bervan did give you what one or two. Yeah. Was it just one? I think one one each or one. I can't remember. I wrote down one in our in my in the inventory, but I wasn't sure if that was one each. Let's say it's one each. Why not? We got we got two gold for a grappling hook. Do you want a grappling hook? Yeah. I was kind of hoping for some kind of fun of with an immovable rod kind of situation. <laughs> um, no, I think other than money to possibly bribe this uh, hiking guy because apparently he's in high demand. Though people might not remember. That this is happening because time has changed. Mm-hmm. So there, we don't know whether he's in high demand technically, right? But he, his schedule may have just freed up. Too. Yeah, let's maybe maybe he's got <laughs> nothing to do. Maybe he thinks he's bored right now. Kevin, were oh, you gonna you, were you gonna say something? Oh, I was gonna. Um, in previous uh, campaigns, I, I believe I've had you know um, oh, what is it like a, a small flame. Um, as a cantrip, and I'm, I don't believe I have it this time around. So I was going to say if anybody has, you know, or do we have the ability to create fire while we're up there? Oh, yes. 
What? Do you have prestidigitation? Or is that druidcraft, Sarah? Druidcraft. You can make a. You can make I, a flame. I believe so. I'm just checking. Either I'm, way, I have other f- flamey things. I'm like druidcraft is what I was literally just pulling up on my spells. I was asking Kevin if he had prestidigitation. No, no, I don't. I only uh, okay. all my things are illusion based. So <laughs> illusory. I, I would I would minor illusion us a fire, and then we die at the exact same rate. <laughs> <laughs> But we die with hope. Yeah. False, but delightful. What killed them? Uh. <laughs> Denial. <laughs> hey, hey, okay. I did my own research. Yeah, I instantly... Yeah, okay, so yeah, Druidcraft. I was just trying to remember the actual like size of flame. You instantly light or snuff out a candle, a torch, or a small campfire. Cool. So I have the ability to just... Whoosh, that. I was like, I'm pretty sure, but I just couldn't remember the size. If it was just like a spark or whether it was a... Small fire. So yeah, I can light us fire. In, um, basically at will. Um, so I think we'd be fine with that. Do we want to bring... I see caltrops. I see... You're just looking general gear. Yeah. Trying to, yeah, I think... Ball bearings. I mean, a thousand only costs one gold. <laughs> what? That down an ice shaft might be very entertaining. Are you yeah. just really like just... Leaning into the disadvantage on your stealth checks, you're going to carry around a thousand ball bearings? <laughs> In a bag. <laughs> that could easily rip on a natural one. <laughs> yeah. I'm already screwed. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh... You can just see Thaddeus, like, bringing up the rear. The bag catches on a sharp stone. <laughs> and it just like drops. And it's just, like, they all go out, and you all, like, stand there and, like, stare at him as they're slowly <laughs> draining slowly out. Slowly fall, ding, yeah. Ding, 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 ding. And I think that that's brilliant. And then, like, once it's all done, one more. You, s- <laughs> <laughs> no, you you start to go back up again, and then you hear like the beginnings of an avalanche that like engulfs the town yeah. below. Yeah. No, what it, in my mind it's literally the scene where like, oh, what's the, Lord of the Rings? Yeah, it's the Hobbit that knocks down the armor, yeah. and then it's like, then you hear all Pippin. the orcs. <laughs> like, it's that scene. It's Pippin. Thank you. I'm not a Lord of the Rings person, despite best efforts. So. I don't know their names. I'm like, she's not there yet. That's fair. We've already established um, many times over that movies are generally not Sarah's strong suit. Yes, that is actually probably. I don't know very what you do with your time besides this. You know what I think it is? I think it might be a Sean Astin thing. Hates <laughs> 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 Sean Astin. <laughs> Figured it out. Cab, how could you out me like this? Did you see? Have you seen Stranger have Things? Have you seen Rudy? Yeah. Have you seen Stranger Things? Have you seen Rudy? No. <laughs> wow. Uh, Confirmed. One hundred percent avoidance of Sean Astin. Wow. He's a listener like, of this I, podcast too. The best. The best part is, is I know it's not like I know it's not John Rice Davies because we've seen Indiana Jones. Yeah. Like I know it's not Orlando Bloom because we've watched Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Uh, it, might, it might also be Elijah Wood's damn face. <laughs> no, because we watched Dirk Gently, didn't we? You watched Dirk Gently. Oh, okay. Mm. I thought we watched it together. No. That's fair. It. In all fairness. It is my deep hatred for Frodo that prevents me from watching those movies more often. Like, that is 100% it. So you say. I'm not, I have no shame. Did you watch Flipper? No. Okay, Elijah was in Flipper. Sin City? I have watched Sin Boom. City. 
but yeah, but he, he dies. But he does. Yeah, it's like he dies. That's so a, she would enjoy that. But it's not in a satisfying <laughs> okay. way. He just sits there. That's true. What about the good son? Hey, the what? The good son. No. With Macaulay Culkin, he's an evil child. Oh yeah, and he did the he did the thirty foot fall. No. Okay. When his mom dropped him. Speaking Anyways, of thirty foot falls, mountain climbing. Yes, yes mountain yes. climbing. All right. Okay. I think we've got all the gear, but let's just say if we can, like maybe if we like immediately think of something while we're still in town, we can just say that we yeah. We'll we'll mention. I agree. I think I think we can just go find the penny farthing nimble foot. What's his face? Um, Boondiggles. Wow. Boondiggles. That's a good name too, though. Are you writing these down, Kev? No. <laughs> oh, it sounded like you were like, oh, good one, and like scribbling. <laughs> no, it's just the other one. It was like petty something like. Petty Farting like Dingleberry? Yeah. I like, think that was it. Penny Farthing Dingleberry. And then this one, what did I say? Like Big John Booty Butt or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alvin Boondiggles is his real name. All right. Okay. You uh, set off from, um, I don't know, Sale or Algonquin Outfitters, wherever it is that you are. Just lousy with gear. And you go to... Uh, where the stone striders are known to congregate or um, where some of their members are known to, I guess, hang out, you know, looking for clientele. I make it, you know, it, it sounds very shady when I say it like that. Anyways, you manage to find the stone striders without too much difficulty. Um, it's not like they have a storefront or anything like that, but, you know, they're, they're a very well-known group here. Before all the aberrations showed up, the mountain climbing was like kind of almost like a touristy thing, you know, guiding rich yuppies up into the mountains and whatnot. Um, you arrive there and you see a familiar face. Oh God! Is it one of the owners of Schwet and Schwarma? No. Is it Elden? No, it's not Elden. It's oh, is it Kyogen Bear Hunter? Bear Hunter. Yes. Does he remember us? A couple things that you realize is uh, Kyogen is a guide of numerous things, one of which being into the into the mountains. He's well enough versed in the mountains. Uh, if you ask him about Alvin Boondiggles, he'll say that Alvin, you know, went up exploring uh, last week and hasn't returned, and he's expected to, like, he was expected to come back already, and... He says, in his sort of understated way, probably best he didn't come back to this, but we're starting to get concerned for him. Uh, Kyogen doesn't remember you specifically, but he says, he asks if you've met before. Uh, Just I want to go back. When he says come back to this, does he like generally gesture to like the red sky kind of thing? Or is Mm -hmm. he? Yeah, that's exactly what he means. (laughs) The chaos of the town. <laughs> and he doesn't remember us. That's, I'm not surprised by this. Like, Thaddeus isn't phased by this because it's one of those things where Berevin said that you may have met before and that on this time research. Can I, I just want to ask him, I was like, uh, so when he asked, have we met before? I was like, you do seem very familiar. Familiar. Did we possibly pass you on the road with, uh, were you, did you bring a family here? He shakes his head. He says, "I um, no, I didn't. I didn't bring a family here. I don't think I passed anyone so striking on the road." 
Uh, so, but he, he scratches his head. And he says, I swear I know you from somewhere. I think you, maybe, maybe a year ago, did you help me, like, get my wagon out of a rut? Uh, it, it must, it must have, it must be that. You, but you, I agree, you do look familiar. He says, I don't know what it is, but I like you. Are you, are you looking for a guide? We are. We're hoping to go up the mountain as well. Trying to, you know, get away from all this and I'll gesture in the same fashion mm. he did. Mm, how far up? And he, like, scopes out your gear and he says, are you serious about this? Uh, quite. Do we know, like, we have a, a map, like, we have the diary mm-hmm. that shows roughly where. It's like we, and, and you've... Oh, sorry. Thaddeus has confirmed that this is, like, that's the area he saw, yeah, right? Yeah, yep. Cobson's journal gave us a lot yeah. of Yeah, okay, so I kind of want to just, I don't want to show much of the journal, but I want to be like, I think where we're aiming to go is up into this region, and I'll, like, show the di- the drawing. Well, he looks at it, and he kind of, like, raises his eyebrows and does, like, one of those things where he's like, Whew. Uh, I, I can take you as far as I can, but I don't know that we'll make it that far. I don't know that... I don't know that Alvin has managed to map out a route that far in yet, but we can we can go as far as we can. Are there a ton of people? Oh, I don't know if this would freak him out. Sounds promising. Yeah, I just want to be like, something tells me we might have a little bit more utility than some of the regular folk you probably take up that way. So I feel like we can help each other maybe find a new path. He says, "If we find a path there, I think we'll all, we'll all be we'll all be writing our own. Uh, I guess writing our own checks wouldn't be a saying. Uh, writing our own mints, <laughs> mints, coin stamps." He says, "If we if we find a, a we'll be a filling path, our ducat buckets. If if we find a path, we'll all be no, notorious. I can't think of a better word, so let's just leave it at that. Infamous." We'll go. Uh, Noteworthy. Noteworthy. Famous. We'll go there. Love her. Our share share of fame and coin in equal measure, I think. Not that that appeals to me. I'm I'm a humble man, but uh, and he he sort of uh, sits down at this table and plants his plants his hands on on top and folds them, and he he asks about uh, price. He says for that that's it's a very daunting expedition. I think I'd be looking at... Sorry, go ahead, Matt. Thaddeus is going to try and do the secret handshake he developed with Kyogid Bear Hunter in the one night they hung out together. <laughs> did you develop a secret handshake? I think I think you did the predator handshake. Yeah, yeah. I think you yeah. just did the brother. <laughs> brother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have to ask him if he's... Uh, if CIA's got him pushing too many pencils. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like Boondiggle's got you pushing too many pencils. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. If I could hear Arnold Schwarzenegger say the word Boondiggle's, man, what a... Oh, my God. Yeah. That would be brilliant. I'd like to see him try. I'm just honestly just trying to use that to maybe give him the idea of, hey, maybe we do know each other and you should give us a discount. Well, he says... Uh, Fun shoulders. Fun shoulders. He says that, um, okay, well... You know, we're we're looking at potentially potentially five days to get up there, depending on on the conditions, uh, and then five days back. And let's just see what his 
normal rate would be. The further in we go, the more dangerous it is. So I think, I think, if we can settle on a price of, I think, four hundred's a good number. Four hundred what? Gold, you mean? Hmm. I honestly don't know what your what your uh, means are I at this point. I was just doing the math. <laughs> so that is almost all of our money. So I mean, this this is a scenario where you can barter or come to an arrangement. Thaddeus says, uh, when it comes to coin, did you not just say that it, when when we forge a new path, we will be filling our pockets with coin for all? How about 200 before we go? And we'll see what... If we don't forge a new path and find it, 200 when we get back. But... If we find and forge that and we, new path, and we help you do that. It becomes Kyogen's pass. Ooh, uh. that has a ring that, and I'll literally be like, ooh, ah, in the back. <laughs> like it does have a ring to it. Kyogen's pass. Ooh, I do really like that. Matt, uh, you gotta take inspiration for that. That's that's good. He's got a twinkle in his eye, and he says, he stands up, and he. Puts out his hand for a handshake. He says, you got you got yourself a deal. And now we do the predator handshake. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> can I? So I'll give it to him, but can I? Because I don't want to, like, drop a bunch of, like, just clangly gold. Can I give him, like. Yeah, but not ball bearings. Yeah, they're not exactly. I don't want to. Maybe I'll give him, like, How two. How big of, do you think ball bearings are? <laughs> I'll give him. I'll give him, like, two of the rubies, or I don't know what they are, but, like, the gemstones. We had 300 gold pieces of gemstones, so I was going to just, like, do do that exchange. So I'll give him some of the gemstones if he'll take that, sure. just so we're not okay. yeah. carrying those around. Perfect. Who needs a plus five persuasion when you've got sweet lines? I have a really that. decent persuasion, but that was intense. That was well done. All right, so the question now is, when do you leave? Uh, can I take a quick peek at the sky and from what we saw before and like the angle of the moon and the sun, where can I get a sense of like how Im- like imminent this skyfall is? Or like, can I see anything left in the sky? So it hasn't really changed all that much. Uh, it looks like it's holding pretty steady. You would think back to when you were in the silent pass and uh, there's a really focused, like sort of like an eye of the storm type of thing. Uh, you're not quite seeing that. So it's like, it's, it's more of like a diffuse color. Okay, so it's coming, but not yet. So maybe within the next couple of days, if we're walking that direction, we'll have the beat on anyone else, mm. unless there's flying or something. Okay, I, I, I don't think we have the option to not take this risk that it's going to that we're just assuming it's going to land in the same spot so i think we just need to go even though one has now fallen in town mm-hmm. i don't i'll just look at these people like this is like we're having a private a private three-way gotcha. <laughs> and eh, we're trying to be like i don't think like i know things aren't as we were originally written and planned out but i don't think we have the option to wait any longer we've got to take this risk it's it's what our visions were it's where we knew one fault had fallen before i think we just i think we just got to go as soon as possible 
All right. Do Do you guys agree? Million percent. Okay, I agree. Million and one. My oh, ardent shit. nodding was also not not helpful in an audio medium. Not loud enough for the uh, <laughs> microphone to catch it. <laughs> okay, so I think we look at Kyogen and we just go. Uh, now, now works. Does yeah, now works. Let's shall we? Okay, he he t- says he'll take like maybe thirty minutes to collect his his gear, and he'll meet you out front and. Which gives you a short period of time if you wanted to do anything before setting off. I there is a thing I think I want to do. I just want to consult my spells for one second. Basically, what I do, what I want to do is, as we are about to leave, I want to do pass without a trace so people can't follow us. Non-ritual. Okay, so I will. I want. I would like to drop that um, when we're heading out. So I like. Obviously, I don't want to leave like. The classic, like, snow, <laughs> snow prints, anything like that. Does anyone else have anything? Uh, post long rest, I'm just switching a couple spells around. That's all. Cool. Oh, here's the thing. When Kyogen returns, he's got his, you know, he's got his uh, climber's pack. He's got, you know, ropes slung over his shoulder. Looks quite well prepared. And he says, hey, that, uh, that big eyeball. What was that all about? And why what? were you fighting it? The eyeball with the tentacles. Oh, the one we were fighting over the... Like, this is just me remembering that. He's referring to the one we were fighting over the pit, mm-hmm. not the eyeball that I saw on the side of the castle, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, well, I mean, it, it, it kind of just appeared, so it was attacking people, and we just wanted to get rid of it. Just... Wanted to get rid of it. Yeah. I mean, that's not a lie. (laughs) See a monster, kill a monster. Yeah, pretty fair. I didn't know what kind of havoc it would wreak. People people around town are talking about the three of you, how you fearlessly took it on and scared it away with a floating spectral hand and then javeloned it, blasted it, cut it open like it was some kind of Freakish delicacy shakes his head. He says, "Never seen anything quite like that." To be perfectly honest, neither had we. Uh, and a del- delicacy might be a bit of a push, but uh, we, needless to say, didn't want any uh, possible regenerative abilities to be triggered. So we wanted to make sure it was uh, not an issue. You look when he when you say regenerative, like you look like you <laughs> you frighten him at the the prospect <laughs> of like. Can they do that? We've seen some fucked up shit, but it's fine. It is it is dead. We don't know about whether or not those can, but we made sure it couldn't. Yes, that is much <clears throat> more eloquently stated. I've heard of people in the Stone Striders saying that they want to explore the Feywild, but if that's the kind of stuff that you see, count me out. It is uh, not for the faint of heart. Let's be off. So you you make a uh, you know a fairly direct approach out of the town. There's there's pass without a trace. Okay, you drop pass without a trace. Uh, there's still a fairly noticeable guard contingent and soldier presence in in the city. There's you know, you, you can see the aftermath of the arrival of these creatures 
from the from the day before uh and there's sort of like this subdued energy in the town people are just kind of like afraid of what's going to happen and you notice like a lot of people are looking at you as you go and some are paying paying you like giving you nods of appreciation some look like afraid of chai and some just look rather suspicious but that's kind of the the energy that you get is that you have really stood out in this city as the Torvir Mountains loom ahead of you. And that's where we'll stop. <laughs>